This is Hannah, and you're listening to Learning the Magic. So we have Cammie from the Mouse Debaters on Learning the Magic. Hi, Cammie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, and we love the Mouse Debaters. If you don't listen to them, do so, but not with your kids. It is a P. <laughs> it is a PG-13 rated podcast. Can you break down a little bit more of what the three of you do on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit unconventional in terms of Disney podcasts. And we just felt like there was a big hole of, I mean, there's so many Disney adults, but we don't talk about these actual topics yes. like adults. <laughs> True. Because turns out it's not really meant for adults, but I don't know. We're all just Disney kids, but we're grown up now. So we got, we got adult opinions about these things. <laughs> so uh, basically it's just a whole lot of dumb banter between me and my buddies, uh, Luke and Brittany. And I, I say that very lovingly. I think the world needs some dumbness sometimes. We're like the comedic relief in a, a very bleak <laughs> world some of the yes. time. And I um, I probably spent the first five minutes of us talking fangirling because this is truly <laughs> has become probably my most favorite Disney podcast. It makes me laugh all the time. And it's all the like innuendos you realize when you're watching the Disney movies back with your kids and like when you're adult and you're like, no, Ariel. You're not old enough to know if you're in love with someone. Like, it's just great. The day that I changed from having a crush on Prince Eric to having a crush on, like, this is, <laughs> this is our target audience. If yes. you have a crush on King Triton, this is a podcast for you. This is the podcast for you. Yes, it's great. And they're coming back with season two, and we are so yeah. excited for it to be back. Love that that popped up on my feed this week or this last week. It was awesome. Thank you. We're very excited to be back. It was a, a brief hiatus and we're, we're back with full force. Woo! Yay. So we know about the podcast. So can you tell us your favorite ride and your favorite snack at Disneyland? Oh my the gosh, yes. U.S. Disneyland. <laughs> U.S. Disneyland. Disneyland, California. Disneyland, California. Um, has my heart. That's my nostalgic place. That's the park I always grew up going to. Best ride. This is so, I get so much hate for this. My favorite Disney ride of all time is Small World. Oh, I love it. It's so cheery. It's so sweet. And the message of just like, we're all people and we all live on this planet together. Let's just be kind to one another. Just like brings me to tears almost every time. Oh, my husband hates the ride. Valid. Just like so much burning passion inside (laughs) of him. But he rides it every single time for me. With you. It's my fave. Yeah, that's a good Uh, one. Yeah, he's he's a sweet one. Hey, Chris, quick shout out. <laughs> um, and my okay favorite snack is such a hard question. So there's so many good snacks. Yeah, and a lot of people when I have guests on get hung up on like, is it a snack or a treat? I think maybe we should phrase this as like, what's the one thing you have to eat when you go to the park every single time? Yeah, and I. I have a full-fledged list of, like, oh, it's not a successful trip if I don't get this list of things. But it's all the classics. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a churro, but I just need, like, a classic. Yes, I'm the same. And sugar churro. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all the other churros. We went for Halloween, and the Fluffernutter churro was mind-blowing. Yeah. And I loved it. But, like, give me a classic churro. Give me a Dole Whip. Give me a corn dog and a giant pickle. And I am set. Like, oh, wow. Oh, and a and a freaking raspberry Mickey macaron if I can get it nope. if I order it fast enough. Nope, you lost to me there. Oh, they're so good. No, they're they're not. They're I. Oh, I love them. Nope, I have strong feelings. That's fair. Strong That's feelings. Fair. 
I know. Listen, I think maybe it's because I lived in Europe for so long that I'm just so European now. Now I have to just love a macaron. It's like ingrained in my DNA. That's so funny. Well, that's a great segue. So the reason why Cammy is on the podcast today is because we're talking about Disneyland Paris and Cammy happened to live. You lived in the UK, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We lived in central London for um, nine years. Oh, dang. I know it was a long time. Um, and we had annual passes for a few of those years to Disneyland Paris. Yes. So I pleaded for her to come on the podcast. No, you didn't make me beg too much and asked if she could help me because I am so lost and confused. I sent her my notes today and I was like confused and I made like a shock face on one and I was like, (laughs) Kami's going to think I'm a lunatic. (laughs) No, absolutely not. There are a lot of very confusing things about Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm don't know if even I have a decent handle on it because a lot has shifted in the last like couple of years that we've been back okay in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll try to figure it out together. We'll figure it out together. Okay so first just like a brief history you guys know how I am with my history of Disneyland so correct me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure I got this right but I'm not good with numbers or directions. Listen <laughs> We'll wing it. We'll wing is, it. I'm also not good with numbers and directions. <laughs> okay, perfect. But if I know any fact, then I'll throw it in. Sweet. Okay. So Disneyland Paris is 20 miles east from Paris, almost like directly east, if I read the map right. Pretty much due east of Paris. Due east, yeah. yes. And it was originally Euro Disney and it opened in April of 1992. It was yep. rebranded to Disneyland Paris in October of 1994 because... It being an American company, the Walt Disney Company, they put Euro Disney on it because Americans see the word Euro as something like classy, like the European flair. But when it came to actual Europeans that use Euro as like business and their cash, it it didn't they think that was one of the reasons why it wasn't hitting hard because Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney at the time did not make a lot of money. They didn't sur- yeah. it was kind of like DCA. When DCA opened in California, it did not make the company a lot of money. So they rebranded in hopes that it would kind of revitalize what the Europeans saw at Disneyland Paris instead of looking at it as like a business thing, not something that's necessarily fun. Yeah. Yes. So we're doing good. So there's (laughs) so far so good. So far so good. So there's two parks just like the OG in California. There's the Disneyland. We call it Disneyland Paris. It's just Disneyland. And then there's the Walt Disney Studio Park. This is the first place where I got confused. Okay. (laughs) Because it'll say that it was originally the Disney MGM Studios Europe, the title, but was supposed to open in 92 as Disney MGM Studios Europe. But because they didn't make enough money with opening in those first two years, they scrapped it. And then Walt Disney Studio Park opened in March 2002. So right along yeah. the same time as DCA, actually, just a, a couple of months or a few months afterwards. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, pitched as MGM Studios Europe, never actually happened. Mm-hmm. And then happened like 10 years later as Walt Disney Studios Park. Yes. Yeah, so if you are confused when you're Googling it, that's the reason why articles that was still calling it the Disney MGM Studios. And I even wrote in my notes, like, couldn't find name change, but this was just confusing, LOL. And then I sent the message to Cammy. <laughs> I sent you my notes. I was like, she's going to think I'm crazy. I'm just like writing Absolutely LOL not. in my notes. <laughs> LOL. I don't know what this is. What is this? Um, no, and it's, it's honestly super confusing. 
And I think a large part of that is because of all of the business struggles that it went through for so long. And there were so many rebrands to try to revitalize that it like, it gets really convoluted Mm -hmm. when you're trying to sort it out. Yes, (laughs) I agree. It wasn't until I like really got into the Disney community in 2000. 21 that I realized that it wasn't Euro Disney anymore because I yeah like I just like that's how it was ingrained in my brain as a kid and I just always just thought it was that I know but when you don't go there how are you supposed to know it's not like they uh, announced like a worldwide (laughs) rebrand even though that's what they did (laughs) yeah that's true okay so before we actually get into the parks and we start talking about the details of the parks let's talk about what's outside of the parks so all the different resorts I thought there was only a couple it turns out there are seven on property. So yeah, there's a ton, a ton. And I have all of the star breakdowns, the walking distance or the not walking distance for one of them. But I wanted to ask, cause you mentioned, mentioned that you had never stayed on an on property resort. So are there options yeah. nearby or do you have, there are, okay. so it's a little tricky and weird. So there are the seven like on property resorts, but you can actually stay off property and it ends up being a shorter walk to the entrance than like a lot of the on like technically on property um resorts oh so just like disneyland Uh, california absolutely like you know that that uh it's on katana it's like a some weird castle whatever and it's like you walk right into the gates essentially yes (laughs) it's not on property it's exactly that vibe so there's like a radisson uh, there's all kinds of like big name resort hotel chains that you can stay in that are off property for every budget so if staying on property is not like a huge bucket list item for you you can find budget places Mm -hmm. to stay that are just as close so do they have like early entry do they have any benefits for staying on property like we do they do yeah yep you get an early magic hour when you stay on property a whole hour um yeah i know look out uh but they used to do magic hour when you had an annual pass as well so we would just come in on the train which was like we did the uh just lost the name of it it was like the uh, eurostar geez (laughs) just had a little brain fart um we would do the eurostar from central london and it was two hours oh that's not bad which was incredible so then we just like stay off property we actually stayed let me describe to you how you would normally get there, like as a tourist. Okay. If you are coming in to Disneyland Paris from like Charles de Gaulle Airport, mm-hmm. you can get on the RER, um, which is their uh, like metro, yes. essentially. Mm-hmm. You can get on the RER and be at the gates of Disneyland Paris in about two hours, which okay. is not bad. No. If you're coming from London, you can do, they used to do the direct Eurostar train from St. Pancras Station to Disneyland Paris, which was also two hours. But I think they've suspended those direct trains as far as I know. So now it takes you from St. Pancras into Gare du Nord station, which is a big train station in Paris. Sure. And you can get on the um, the RAR from there and it's about an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Um, give or take. So yeah, it's it's honestly like right up the station is called Disneyland Paris. <laughs> like it's very easy to get to. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Okay. Super cut and dry. So that's so yeah. we would stay one RAR stop, Disneyland Paris stop, which was called Val d'Europe. Anyway, it's a huge shopping mall that I think is actually owned by the Disney company or was like financed by the Disney company. But it's one metro stop away. Uh, we'd stay there. It was a huge shopping mall. Like you have all these regular shopping mall stores, but grocery stores, restaurant options. And it was like five minutes or less on the, the RAR to get there. So we'd always stay one stop away. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, it was killer. If you need, if you're heading there and want recommendations, we found 
awesome Airbnbs that are like right by the station there that are so nice. So I can send you links. Hit me up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to just list them with some. So bleh. the like on, yeah, on all property, the on property yeah. I just totally short circuited for a second. So there's the Disneyland Hotel, which is their only five star resort. And this one has a entrance into the Disneyland Park. Is it kind of like California Adventure where it has its own separate one? Or do you like walk through it to get into the park? So there are, if you're staying in the hotel, they have a special early hours entrance direct from the hotel that you just go right into the resort or right, right into the property. Okay. Uh, the park. That's what the I'm park. trying to say. Yeah. But if you've never seen the, what Disneyland Paris looks like, the entrance it's beautiful. Like it's, it's probably my favorite entrance into the park from the three parks I've been to. I've been to Florida, California, and Paris. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful pink building and they have these lovely gardens. It's like from the RER station, you just walk onto the property and they have all these lovely little gardens with little creeks running oh. through and, and like little bridges that you walk over, lamps, like lanterns, like street lamps. It's so picturesque and just lovely to walk through. And then once you get like through the little gardens up to the front, they have uh, the quintessential like Mickey Mouse shaped garden that you stand mm-hmm. and take a picture in front of. But there's this beautiful pink building <laughs> like as the backdrop of all of it. And then you that's the hotel. And you have to walk like underneath the building. You know how like in Disneyland, you walk underneath the railroad, yes, yeah. like the train to get into. You're walking underneath okay. the hotel, this like beautiful pink hotel to get into the gates. And that's what I was thinking it looked like. But I, I wanted to make sure... <laughs> I understood because yeah. it's I, gorgeous. Yeah, I've never even seen a picture. I like when you look up Disneyland Paris, all I could find were pictures of the castle. And I was like, how, oh, what yeah. does the entrance gates look like? And I couldn't find it for either park. So I was like, okay, Cammy's going to tell me. Cammy's going to tell me. Yeah. So it's, you're walking underneath this gorgeous hotel. Essentially there's like a gate. It's, it's so cute. That's awesome. Okay. So there's this one, which is obviously no walk. You get right into the park. There's two four stars, and that's the Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, which is Marvel-themed. And then there's mm-hmm. the Newport Bay Club, which kind of gives, like, boardwalk vibes at Disney World. Yeah, it's a little, like, California-y. Mm-hmm. Hotel New York is a 10-minute walk, and then the Newport Bay Club is a 15-minute walk, and none of them get any closer. So- <laughs> Disney Sequoia Lar- Lodge, <laughs> is like a like a it kind of looked like a modern lodge it wasn't like a it wasn't like fort wilderness or grand californian from the outside it looks like what you find in like a really rich person's forest home yeah yeah it's <laughs> like it's sense. like ski lodge like like posh ski lodge yes. vibes yes. yeah but this is a three star so i was surprised i was like it looks so nice but it's only a three star I think it's probably three star because it's it's not super updated okay. um they haven't done any any huge like restoration or updates to it for a while and they have to new york and to disneyland hotel they just recently did like a huge renovation on disneyland yes. hotel yeah the disneyland um, hotel just opened the end of 2023 right or yeah with the recent- and i i haven't been since the renovation uh the last time i was there was october of 21 so there have been major updates to that I haven't seen yet in person but mm-hmm. hey. anyway the renovation on the hotel looks incredible yeah it, it yeah oh yeah it looks more than Grand Floridian actually yeah it's, it's stunning real fancy yeah so and then we go to Disney's Hotel Cheyenne which is like a wild west theme with <laughs> Woody and Jesse 
it's a th- it's another three star. That's a twenty minute walk, and this is where I'm gonna do our first tangent. <laughs> there is a special event, and I wish I wrote it down. I didn't. I just saw it in passing that was like Bob's Roundup, or like Wild West Roundup in Disneyland Paris. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know about it. What? And I should have written it down, but I didn't. But I just thought that was really funny that uh, in Paris, they were doing a Western theme, like, after dark, after hours event around it. Because I know they used to do, like, a Buffalo Bills Wild West show. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But it was actually, like, a ticketed event. thing about Europe, when they think about Americans, it's all very much, like, Wild West cowboys like horses the full thing like <laughs> the, there's there you can see a lot of that everywhere in Paris where it's like if they want like quintessential Americana it's always wild west that's so um, funny yeah, so you see a lot of that in like Hotel Cheyenne and they also have like the Davy Crockett uh, anyway you'll get yes, to that yeah, but yeah. It's, it's all very like the American West is like the ideal America anyway oh. Very weird. I do. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because it's like, <laughs> I know it, it's a Disney company. So yeah. that's American. I know they partnered with like European like business owners and creators to design it. But I wonder if they just like locked on to like, this is how Europe sees us. We're going to build off of that versus how we actually like see ourselves. It's not the wild west, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think they definitely, especially in like the nineties, I think they really played into that like wild west idea. I think they're moving more away from it now mm-hmm. um, in the, all of the renovations. They've done like huge renovations since 2015, probably that's kind of moving away from that, but there's, there's still like echoes of this yes. wild west thing, yeah. <laughs> which is very nebulous and weird. Yeah. And we're, anyway. we're going to continue on that journey to Disney hotel Santa Fe which is like what you like a home you'd find in like New Mexico, Albuquerque, like an Adobe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> and it's cars themed, which, which makes sense like that. They can do that. They can make that spin. Yeah. You can easily tweak that into like route 66. Yes. Yeah. Very easy. And that's a two star and it's a 20 minute walk. And then the seventh one is Disney's Davy Crockett ranch. And it has no stars. I don't know if that means it's a zero star rating or if they just, don't make that an option. Um, and it's just cabins in the woods. There's no shuttle service. There's no walking distance. You have to park. And then it's a 15-minute walk from your car, according to the website. Yeah. And the, the it's such a weird, the Davy Crockett one is weird. It really is cabins, like bunks, like bunking cabins. And I think they also have like campsites mm-hmm. available, like tent camping. Uh, I may be wrong about that. They might not offer that anymore, but I'm pretty sure they they used to. Anyway, it's very like low budget traveling, like that kind of yeah. vibe is is the Davy Crockett thing, which will be your most least expect or least expensive option. Which is we also have that at Disney World too. Which way is that? That's yeah. Fort Wilderness Wilderness Ranch. Why am I getting these all Wilderness Fort Fort Wilderness it's Fort Wilderness right? Yeah, Fort Wilderness, and I blame Bethany. Moms with Magic plans for this because she gets me confused every time. Fort Wilderness is the one by Contemporary. And then there's, wait, no. Fort Wilderness is the cabins and the campsites. Wilderness Lodge is the one by the Contemporary. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to also think through it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, it's very, sounds right. very similar names. Let's and also, 
we're not great with the directions. No. Why do you do this? To us? Come on. This is like you're intentionally punking us. Help me. Help <laughs> be better. <laughs> be better. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I say all of that knowing we've never stayed on property, but I know that Hotel New York and Disneyland Hotel get huge raves in the like Brits that go to Disneyland community. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody loves those two hotels. Oh, yeah. And they just look um, absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous did a really really nice job especially the the art of marvel inside of hotel new york it seems really really cool mm-hmm. like they've done a nice job with it there we go okay so now let's talk about we're we're not going to get into the fun stuff yet well unless you like talking money but ticket prices i really <laughs> i really wanted to see the difference because i've done research on like tokyo disney and how much cheaper it is at tokyo to go to disney at tokyo um people complain about the overinflation here in the u.s but i was trying to just see mm-hmm. how it compares so but first there's the dated and the undated tickets but okay this okay <laughs> it's it's so this gets so it honestly is like there are so many moving pieces <laughs> I, in their ticketing structure it's bonkers. i was like what's happening so a dated ticket per per day and the, I don't think the website makes it very clear, or maybe it's like part of the translation. I'm not sure. Um, it made it seem like per day it was going to be $66 versus if you bought an undated ticket for just one day, it was $124, which I was then instantly confused because that math doesn't math for me. So what I did instead was I went and I got a dated ticket for two days at Disneyland Paris for March 12th and the 13th for two adults and that was $380 but I also don't know if those are park hoppers question mark oh okay do they do park hoppers yeah okay (laughs) let me tell you as far as I know these are the ticket options okay okay you can buy a single day ticket let's let's talk just dated for now okay okay? so you're you know a specific date that you're traveling you're buying tickets for that specific date Mm -hmm. You can do a single day either on park. Okay, so I think I was reading it as like, I don't even know. Never mind. I don't know how I was reading it. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> I was honestly, to they myself. don't make it easy. No. Yeah, they don't make it easy. Okay. And honestly, it could be a lot of the like French to English translation on the website. Mm-hmm. It, I've found that it's not clear. Like they could dump more money into making the English site a little better. Oh, what? Disney technology could be better? <laughs> Are you what? serious? Yeah. <laughs> They're, do- they're doing a lot cheek. better. I'll give you guys credit, Disney. The queue for Star Wars night went flawlessly. That went great. Thank you. And we'll we'll give... Applause. <laughs> Round of applause. Well deserved. We will give props um, where props are due. Yeah, yeah. So, Disneyland Paris, if you're going for one day, you can do a single park or you can do park hopper. Okay. Um, they don't call it park hopper. I think they just call it two park. Two park. Okay, that if makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you are going anything more than day it has to be two park they don't offer a multiple day okay. single park option thank you because i was it wouldn't yeah. let me that's why i chose to do the two day because it wouldn't let me buy more than just a one day yep. in the other way okay so if you're going exactly over a day you have to buy a quote-unquote park hopper ticket park hopper, yeah the two park pass and they offer that from for two three or four day options mm-hmm. so you can buy one or two park four day has to be two parks and then the dated or undated thing is essentially, I think they've come up with this undated ticket so that you could buy somebody and give it to them as a gift. Oh. Um, it's valid for a year. 
Yes. So mm-hmm. you don't have to select a specific day. Like I could give somebody a ticket for Christmas and they could use it any time in that year. That makes sense. Okay. Um, but that is only a one day. You cannot get undated options for multiple days. Um, so single day only. It can be one park or two park valid for a year undated. You know what? Is how I understand. If that. I was giving that as a gift, I'd be like, I'm telling you which day you're going because then I can get you Correct. two days yeah. for the same day as just the one day. Wow! If I'm buying Disneyland tickets as a gift for anybody, surprise! You're going with me. Like, yes. we're go- I've got it all planned. Like, don't worry about don't it. Don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So I did, like I was saying earlier, I did March 12th and 13th for two adults, and it was 380 dollars. So this is two days for park hopper tickets. Okay. And then I went yeah. on the Disneyland California's website to do the same math. Easily double is my guess. Easily uh, over double it. To include the park hopper tickets to make it match Disneyland Paris, it was $685. It's so much cheaper to go to Paris. So much. I mean, besides like the $1,000 flight it's going to cost all of us that are leaving from the U.S., I was like, what? Okay. And also, here's another example. I'm not good with numbers because that's not more than double. But you guys get what I'm saying. (laughs) Listen, it may as well be more than double. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like actual math. I'm looking at it again. I'm like, oh, Hannah, that's not more than double. But so $380 at Disneyland Paris, $685 at Disneyland California. And I believe the euro is stronger than ours right now, too. Yeah, a euro. uh, I think I'll just do a quick Google really fast just to see euro to dollar conversion. Yeah, it's a dollar, a dollar nine. Yeah. It was a dollar nine. So and I did check when I did these calculations, it was in U.S. dollar. Just, just to make sure it was not in Euro when I looked it up. So when we were living there, this was back in, I think we bought our first annual pass in 2017. I know they've done multiple price hikes since then, but they've done multiple, multiple like renovations. They've added new things like Marvel Avengers mm-hmm. Campus wasn't a thing when I was there last. So they're offering you more. I get mm-hmm. it. But I think we paid something like 10 Euro a month for our annual pass. Oh, that's wild. Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh. It was crazy. And our we had a son at the time who was two years old. So we just bought our two adult annual passes and he got in for free. And we were just taking the Euro Star to Disneyland Paris whenever we wanted. It was incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, for the, the an, for the annual passes there, is it is it kind of like if you're a local to Disneyland, you can like buy a an annual pass and then pay it off monthly or is, is are all of the annual passes a bi-month thing does that make sense? um they've completely renovated what they offer now for annual passes when i was there i think they just had only a couple of options for like there was like a regular pass or like a plus pass anyway now there's like four different options with different blackout dates and different like parking availability and all kinds of stuff and i don't think they actually offer the annual or I'm sorry, the uh, the monthly okay. um, payment, payment option anymore. anymore. I think it just is like you pay yearly and that's all. Yeah. But I know they, I think it was just in the last year, they like really overhauled their annual pass program. The, yeah, because they've done a lot and we'll get into that too. So, oh, okay. yeah. so before we enter into the parks, I wanted to ask how many days would you say a first timer needs to do at Disneyland Paris to do all of it, to do it all. Yeah, yeah. My ideal would be three days. Okay. Um, doing two days in Disneyland Park and one day in Walt Disney Studios. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that's that kind of seems the same. to be like 
solid. And yeah, yeah, it's really similar, honestly, to California in terms of like amount of attractions and that kind of thing. Okay. And do you, I know you hadn't stayed on property, but do you think property, like on property would have been worth it? Or do you think it's, it's just as good to stay out of off property that's a shorter walk? it really depends on what you want out of your experience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you are, if, if this is your like once in a lifetime bucket list trip where you're going to Disneyland Paris, you're never going to go again, like go all out and stay in the hotel, like right yeah. on property, like the beautiful five-star, just like do the full thing because we were like budget, we were budget traveling, like trying to yeah. go as often as possible and making it as cheap as possible. So we never stayed on property just because it was cheaper and easier mm-hmm. with our kid to stay other places, you know? Well, yeah. And like you were going so often, you can't, you can't do that every time unless you're really balling, you know, like, absolutely. It doesn't make do sense. I, in hindsight, like knowing now that we came back to America we weren't planning on like moving back really mm-hmm. and now that we are I'm like oh I should have gone all out and just done the like the resort stay at least once at least but once yeah listen it's always there and they they hadn't done the renovation at that point so I'm kind of glad I waited because yeah now it looks really incredible and now you have to go back I know and it's always going to be there is the nice thing yeah. go back whenever I want whenever you want so yeah that's nice and I guess maybe this next question I should have asked with the tickets so they don't have Genie Plus at Disneyland Paris, but they have something called right. the Premier Access. Uh-huh. Is that just Genie Plus with a different name? Kind of. So I, I was talking a lot with a friend about this because I still have friends that are in London and that are mm-hmm. big Disney fans. So they still have annual passes and stuff. Yeah. So I was asking them about this because I fully didn't understand. It was not there. It wasn't available when we were there last. Okay. Um. As I understand it, so there are two different versions of the Premier Access Pass. Call it Premier Access One. That's like a single use, one time, one attraction in order to skip the line and go in the like fast track thing. So that's you, you buy that like on the day in the park. Once you purchase it, they allot you a time slot, which is usually like the next available one within the half hour or something like that. So yeah, it's just like a one off. I'm here, I want to ride this thing and it's long line right now so I'm just gonna buy the fast pass <laughs> okay the so premiere access okay and then they also offer the premiere access ultimate Ooh. which allows you to skip the queue one time for every attraction that's on the list essentially so like you get to do it once per ride but it's every ride that's available with that thing so that's that's genie plus that's genie plus yeah, okay. yeah. yep um and the pricing on it varies according to well Premier Access 1, the like one-time use thing, that varies according to attraction. Mm-hmm. For like their more popular attractions, it's more expensive. Um, but it also varies according to like day of visit. Like, yeah. It's, it's more expensive on a weekend yeah, than so a weekday or like very, October versus, yeah. <laughs> very similar. So the one, the Premier Access 1 sounds like individual lightning lane, but is it for all of the rides or only a select ride? As far as I understand it, I think it's all... So you could do like lightning lane for any, any ride. ride that exists on that premier access, like whatever. And I think, uh, I mean, it's a decent handful of, of attractions that are available on it. Mm-hmm. There's, it looks like there's, I don't know, 11 or so in Disneyland and five ish in Walt Disney studios. So it's, it's like all the big name rides that you would want to hit, I think are on that premier access pass. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was yeah. just curious. Seems I, decent. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. It's, it seems like it's just like our genie plus over in the states right 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I found a thing like uh, a list saying like reasons to buy versus reasons not to buy. Oh, yeah. and one of them is like, if you're staying on site and have your extra magic hour to get like, you can usually crack out three or four attractions that would normally have long queues in that hour. So like, why would you buy the thing if you can like, you only get to ride each ride once with the at premier access anyway. Yeah, yeah. So why would you waste your money? Um, and then they've said things like if, if you have somebody that has like a priority or easy access pass because of a disability, then like don't waste your money buying oh, this thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's very similar. That's um, what they say about the DOS system too. Like yeah, if, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if, and then the other thing that they said, like, don't buy it. If most of the rides, if you've got small kids that are under the height limit and can't do the rides, mm-hmm. then, like don't waste your money yeah, on buying no the thing if they can't ride them anyway. Um, but otherwise, like if you're only there for a couple of days, want to get as much done as possible, or, you know, you're, you're not worried about money and just want to have, like, a baller experience in the parks. Um, or if for some reason somebody in the group can't do cues very well but doesn't qualify for the, like, priority or easy access pass, then that's a decent way to, like, avoid it. But, yeah. Anyway, seems decent. I Honestly, if I were going right now, I'd probably get it. Oh. Just to be able to ride stuff. Yeah. That's my husband's mantra is, like, my time is worth money. And exactly. if I'm at Disney, I'm I'm not going to spend my time waiting in line. So we usually always pay for Genie Plus when we're Yeah, we're I do Genie kids. Plus every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big... It just makes the most sense. Big proponent for it. Especially if you budget for it. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. And so worth it. So worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's find... But if I'm trying to do a budget trip and just, like, I don't care about the experience. I just want to be in Disneyland. Then, like, why waste the money? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, let's go into the parks now. So yes, Ooh, yes. <laughs> okay, so Disneyland. What I really love about Disneyland Paris is they have pretty much the same lands. So they have Main Street USA, Frontierland, Adventureland, Fantasyland, but instead of Tomorrowland, they have Discoveryland, and that's. And I remember watching the behind the attraction. I meant to look it up, but I forgot because there was a whole big reason on why they changed it just because of like, they wanted it to be more, I think it was like more futuristic in like a, in like a different kind of like steampunk way. Am I remembering that correctly or am I totally off? Yeah. Yes. It's kind of steampunk in that it kind of features things like Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, H.G. Wells, like Leonardo da Vinci. It's very like... These are big European thinkers and and innovators, and it's focused on that versus the idea of like space race or like yeah. you know the thing that Tomorrowland does. Yeah. Um. So they call it Discovery Land because it's it's more yeah about discovering European things. yeah European discovery yes. yeah which is cool. Yes, and this castle I personally think is the most magical looking castle of all of it is the parks stunning favorite castle out of any park I've been to Mm -hmm. certainly which I know is like a gut punch as somebody who grew up loving Disneyland in California and I I love it I love the castle it's still so magical and beautiful in California but like the Disneyland Paris one is something else like google a picture of it if you haven't seen it it's beautiful and the way they use force perspective to like make it really look because it's tiny it's like the littlest out of all of the parks what but they make it look so i think it's the smallest yeah it's little but they make it look big which is so nice and then they're like they have these perfect little cube manicured trees Uh, to the side and it's just so so sweet it's awesome and yeah fun fact (laughs) the best thing about the disneyland paris castle is that 
you can do a walkthrough and they have all this like stained glass of the Sleeping Beauty story. So it's Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yes, this is my favorite fact. Keep going. It's so good. And then like you do the walkthrough and then as you like finish up the stained glass and all these beautiful tapestries and things, then you can go into the basement to a dungeon, which is the lair of the dragon. And they have an incredible animatronic of the dragon underneath the castle. It like little smoke comes out of its nose. It's like sleeping under the mm-hmm. thing and its hand is like uh there's like a pool that it's laying near and its little claws are like dangling and moving in the pool as it sleeps <laughs> like it's incredible it's so good it's the perfect vibe it's so spooky and fun and awesome my kid used to be so terrified of it when he was like <laughs> two and three <laughs> yes I but i would that. force him down every time because i'm a mean mom and i was like no this is the best we have to go see the dragon we have to see the dragon yes and back to like yeah. the top of the castle where all the stained glass and this is another thing i wrote on my list to look up and i didn't so i'm sorry everyone i'm pretty sure the person that designed those stained glass was the same guy that like worked on like the notre dame and like other like very significant like pieces of architecture throughout Europe like it wasn't just for real yeah it wasn't just like a random imagineer they brought in like a real European stained glass artist to do it know that oh that's cool yeah I'm actually I'm I'm gonna be a woman who googles and I do know that there is a I'm sure I watched this on something some some feature about Disneyland Paris but I know that the artist who wove the tapestry they have a beautiful tapestry of prince philip fighting maleficent as the dragon with all the like briars and brambles around a story about how somebody who was like working on the castle and then they presented like an exact what, what am i saying an exact <laughs> replica of that tapestry to the person as like a very beautiful gift and it was such an emotional anyway see if you can look up the story of the tapestry i remember being moved by it and thinking it was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but okay watch the imagineering story paul chapman who was the former stained glass artisan to the Queen of England? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Paul Chapman. Okay. Yeah. He did the dang thing. Wow. So if you watch season one of the Matt or behind the attraction, when it's the episode they're talking about the castle, they really, not in like super depth, but they talk about like how they were able to have him design it because they wanted the castle to be true like European roots like really wanted it to dive in like we're in the land of all the castles so we need to make sure this is like legit so they brought in like like the experts to make sure it looked like an actual magical castle that could compare because there are so many castles so prevalent in Europe that's like okay another castle like it doesn't have the immediate magic of like wow I've never seen a castle in my whole life this is so magic Mm -hmm. they're like okay cool I saw a castle on my drive here yeah like what what are we talking about so they really went above and beyond making it like fairy tale beautiful castle but to know that yeah they they actually put like a european artisan who was actually like a stained glass master on those stained glass windows really checks out because they are stunning yes and that's probably like the first thing i would want to do when if when i'm gonna say when i ever go to disneyland paris it just sounds oh it's so beautiful i love that castle so much let's book a trip let's book a trip hey i can book trips to disneyland paris everyone (laughs) who wants to go (laughs) with you in an instant i'm not lying it's the best it's that's awesome so okay so something else i noticed about the disneyland park in paris was that Mm -hmm. they have a lot more walkthroughs than like what we do yes so have the aladdin's enchanted passage Mm -hmm. adventure isle 
in uh, Alice's Curious Labyrinth. I've seen a lot of pictures of like the labyrinth and that's I just yes. like their fairy or fairy tale. Their their fantasy land looks just like I don't know if it's because I know it's outside of Paris. It just looks so magical. It looks so beautiful. Mm. Here's the thing that I think Disneyland Paris does so well in comparison to Florida. I think there's just so much land in the world that there are like there are expanses of time when I'm like walking in Disney World where I'm like, wait, where am I? Because yes. there's just so much land that it's like, I don't even know walls that are like not addressed where you're like, what, what is this supposed yeah. to be? They just haven't seen to it because it's just like a vast expanse. Disneyland Paris has the opposite problem where it's like no space. It's tiny, tiny, tiny. But because it's so small, every single detail has been treated like so intentionally mm-hmm. Everywhere you look is beautiful. All of the plants are like perfectly manicured, specific to the area. It's like the attention to detail is bonkers because I think it's so small that they had to see to every single thing and make sure that everything fit where it yeah. was. It, it's um, super well done. It's magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, I love the uh, Alice in Wonderland labyrinth. It's so fun to walk through. You're walking through like an actual little hedge maze, but then they have little pop-up like not even animatronics it's just like a little like statue that will pop up I guess of like one of the face cards painting the roses red or oh like, you turn the wrong way and they're like the the queen of hearts will like turn around and face you but it's like a stationary like statue it's not an animatronic but she just like turns on a turntable essentially oh, so um cute. and it's so cute and it ends in the queen of hearts's castle so you can walk through the castle and like climb up to the top and see a lookout of the little park so yeah it has queen of hearts castle oh my gosh what i didn't even see that i know it's adorable i will i'll send you so many pictures don't worry (laughs) you can post them on your socials for everyone to look at put them in your stories but it really is adorable um and then the aladdin walkthrough is not like the most incredible thing like you kind of walk through they have some like pillows and rugs very like I don't know, Arabian Mm -hmm. uh, textile type things. Um, And then they have like, it's like miniatures, like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you best describe it? Almost like a storefront window that's like decked out for Christmas. It looks kind of like that, but it's like an Aladdin scene. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Um, So it's cute. It's super cute, but it's not like, call it like an attraction. Um, And is Adventure Isle kind of like the Tom Sawyer Island? Yeah, but it's, I when I tell you that this place is so rad, <laughs> it's so cool. Okay, it's it's pirates themed, but like Peter Pan pirates. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Um, not like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like very, it's very uh, like whimsical. Neverland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you if you were to run into the pirates in Neverland. So you can go in through all of these different cave systems, and they have like a pirate skull throne that you can sit on and take a picture and all these different holes and and tunnels to kind of climb through. But then as you like climb around, you realize they have actual skull rock and an actual like rigged That's big old pirate ship. So dope. Um, it's so rad. But then they have like an awesome playground as well, like slides and swings and whatever as a part of this like fantasy aisle or adventure aisle, whatever they call mm-hmm. it. I don't know. It's just always the pirate playground. <laughs> I can't remember the what it's called. Um, but it's legit. And so, yeah, so it's... um island that if I were to compare it to anything I would say like rivers of America right yes. so you mm-hmm. you can walk over like a swinging bridge to get there but you're you're crossing all of this water and it's the underground tunnels and stuff but then also over 
in that area when you come out of like where the skull rock is it goes over into pirates of the caribbean which is like in a castle in the rock essentially is what it looks like yeah the entrance is way weird like it's not like the manor house like new orleans manor house that you walk into in california it's very like whoa we've stumbled upon a hidden like rock castle (laughs) like you go in then it's pirates it's rad it's super super cool oh that's so cool yeah i didn't think of that because they do have a lot of the classics they have haunted mansion but they call it phantom manor right phantom manor yeah i could talk so much about phantom Manor. oh my gosh it is awesome so one of my favorite things to look up is like haunted mansion history like like all of the theories that go along with haunted mansion the lore yeah yeah, the the lore and master gracie yeah yeah. and so digging into phantom manor recently i've been like i just need to take a pause because my brain can't really comprehend because it also ties into big thunder mountain and i was like hold on Oh, good. It's so good. Yeah. So they have the Phantom Manor, Big Thunder Mountain. They have pretty much all of the Fantasyland classics like Pinocchio, Snow White, Peter Pan, Casey. They have the little storybook boats, which I love. Mm -hmm. And then they do have Space Mountain, but they it's actually Mm -hmm. Hyperspace Mountain, but it's not hyperspace how we California Disneylanders know it. Correct. Or is it is it actually like Star Wars theme? It's gone through so many okay. iterations. So it used to be Jules Verne themed like Journey to the Moon yes. type. Mm-hmm. It was very steampunk, very like Victorian sci-fi type. Of <laughs> Victorian sci-fi, love yeah. that. I know. It's like how do you how do you describe it? Like Jules Verne, H.G. Wells, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. early sci-fi. Anyway, super weird. Uh, it also fun fact starts outside like when you're loading into the the ships the like rocket ships or whatever it starts outside and then it like rocket blasts you into a building oh, which is kind of fun. i know it looks so amazing oh my gosh i want to it's fun it's a fun one for sure um but yeah so it used to be just uh jules verne themed and then uh they did it with more like traditional space mountain like space, space. race type mm-hmm. vibes um but now it is star wars hyperspace done like a star wars overlay on okay it. and so it's always that yeah. yes oh, okay. yeah i'm pretty sure it's always star wars okay. now i think that was like a pretty recent like chain update oh, i don't know i could google it but i want to say probably like 2021 maybe okay. i think it was like a post pandemic like they they had to shut down a couple of times because mm-hmm. paris had like a few national lockdowns like even into 2021 i want to say yes yep i saw that um so yeah, so I think it was like post June 2021 when they reopened and had it as Star Wars. Oh, that's so cool. Because that's a lot of people's yeah. favorite overlay at Oh yeah, Space Mountain in um, Disney California. So yeah, that would be really yeah, cool. I love Hyperspace Mountain, but do you know which one I miss? Ghost Galaxy. I that's want. Bomb. Oh my gosh, I have never wanted to experience an overlay so much. Because being someone that like just started going to the parks in 2021, people talk about Ghost Galaxy all the time, and I'm begging for it to come back. Like, I don't know what I imagined. Some kind of like, oh, yeah, like a ghost is chasing you. This ghost. Nightmare fuel. Nightmare. So good. <laughs> it was so awesome. Anyway, they don't do Ghost Galaxy in Paris. I wish they did because that would be legit. That would be legit. I, I just want them to bring it back just like once. And they're going to do it because oh of the nostalgia of it all. But it's like, is it going to be? They like, have to. Is it going to be like a couple years or like five to 10 years like when are we when are we gonna pull out that string you brought back the main street electrical parade okay you gotta bring back Ghost which galaxy. i'm so grateful for no i love main street you electrical stop parade. it you stop it we don't have room because we don't have room for that here no i'm just kidding 
I know, but it's purely the nostalgia thing. Yes. When I went to Disneyland for the first time in 1996, that parade blew my mind. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway. I bet it was really, really cool 30 years ago. It, it, was, probably, <laughs> it was probably just the tops. Just... Of technology. <laughs> <laughs> of technology. Okay, so um, for uh, Disneyland Park in Paris, is there any, like, unique ride that they have or are the is that all over at the Walt Disney Studio Park? Um, more of the unique ones are in Walt Disney Studios for okay. sure. Um I'm trying to think like I know their Pirates is a little different like there are more drops in their Pirates Ooh. because um because they don't have the physical space they had to like tunnel for them oh, <laughs> to make it. So their Pirates is more legit. Okay, here's what I will say. Their Small World is the best Small World I've ever seen. Oh really? Because people in Europe travel more often because it's like what you hop on a plane for 45 minutes and mm-hmm. you've crossed like two countries yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they've been very intentional with um, like accuracy of landmarks and stuff in their small world. It's very good. Oh, that's uh, cool. You know the end scene where it's like they're all in wide and they're all together. Yes. And it's so lovely. It's like heaven. <laughs> whatever. They have like such beautiful little like wheel carousel. Like it's super cute. Anyway, it's lovely. Um, <laughs> oh, here's what I'll tell you. The Indiana Jones that's oh, over yeah. there. They do have Indy. Yeah. I was like, yes, they have Indiana Jones. It is not Indiana Jones <laughs> like you would expect Indiana Jones, okay? <laughs> so don't don't go there expecting the boulder and, like, Indy saving you from the boulder and, like, snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? It's none of that. Oh, interesting. It is a roller coaster. What? A proper roller coaster. Yeah, you're, like, strapped. It does, like, loops upside down. It's awesome, but it's not the Indiana Jones that you and I know and love. Oh, well, I have a, a hate-hate relationship with Indiana Jones because the rides never open. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah, it sucks, but it's such a good ride. Uh, yeah, I... They can't get it to work. We can get it to work. It's it's just such a sensitive ride because there's so much that goes into those ride vehicles that anything that touches the track, anything that can mess it up, messes it up, and then it's down for like 40 minutes and... Yeah, I could go on about Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that there are any attractions in Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Park in Paris that are different, different from, but the the way they handle them is different. Yeah. Like, okay, so they they still have like a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Yes. Still have like a twenty thousand leagues under the sea walkthrough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. Like it's the Nautilus that you're like walking through, so it feels very much like the Disneyland of my childhood, like Pirates of the Caribbean. I think now they have like Johnny Depp movie yes. stuff like Jack mm-hmm. Sparrow, but they didn't for a long time. Yeah. So it felt like almost walking back in time to like Disneyland for a, for a while, which was kind of rad. Oh, that is really um, cool. That was nice. Star tours they have. They, um, their Big Thunder Mountain is, is awesome. It's probably one of my favorite Big Thunder Mountains. That's honestly. what I've like, heard is that it's one of the better ones. It's real good. And it like, it's super fast and it whips you around that track. Like if you're sitting in the back, you're getting thrown around even more than you are in California. It's legit. Yeah. It's so good. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. But Phantom, Phantom Manor, like if you don't experience Phantom Manor at some point in your life and the tie-ins to Big Thunder, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. Your life is not complete if you have not gone to Disneyland Paris. That's how I feel. I have to go. That's what I'm telling you. I have to go. I have to go. Okay, let's park hop over to Walt Disney Studio Park. And something that I saw is 
on Wikipedia, you know, good old trusty Wikipedia, it said that the yeah. sister park would be like Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios. I also read a, a article that said when they were designing it, some of the Imagineers didn't even realize that they were like walking the entrances like a, uh, it's called the front lot. It's like you're instantly in a studio and they didn't catch yeah. on, yep. but they were hoping that <laughs> that guests would catch on to it. And they're like, yeah, guests are a lot smarter than us. They're going to be able to understand the intention. So do you, do you think that you understood it as soon as you walk in? I get the vibe that you're supposed to be like on a film lot. Okay. Like it very much gives that type of like universal studios back, like tour kind of thing. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But in terms of like lands, like you said, it had four lands. And I was like, that is shocking to me because it seems pretty treated with as much like care and intention as the other park is, I would oh, say. Really? Like, it seems like this is like Pixar, vaguely Pixar related, but it's also animation. But like, what is it? Yes. Um, yes. The only one I would say is like probably really intentional is Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. That's Avengers. It's like full force Avengers. But I actually haven't seen that one. I've only like watched stuff online yes because that that opened after I was there yeah because that's only open in like the past year or so so the different Mm -hmm. quote-unquote lands is the front lot is like is the entrance so it's like the main street USA and then there's Mm -hmm. Toon Studio which is Pixar and Disney animation focus but then you you walk into well I don't know if you walk into I don't know the layout but then you go to worlds of Pixar yeah but it's but Toon Studio has Pixar so there's where I was confused again, but I just rolled with it. And then they have Production Courtyard, which is kind of like a Hollywood Boulevard, but they also have Tower of Terror. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's, yeah. see, it's a lot more, like, nebulous and weird. There's, like, it's, there's not a lot of, like, intention, I would say. There's a lot of, I don't know, what is, else is there? Cars? I think they have the Cars ride there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the rest are a little, a little less, like... Yeah, and then there's the Avengers Campus. So they also have coming the Kingdom of Arendelle in 2025. But is this going to be like a whole land? Brit land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there, and then there, there's also a um, land that they've announced as well that should be coming 25, I think. Oh, wow, really? 2025, yeah. I wonder if it's just going to be a copy and paste because the Avengers Campus. I, honestly. Yeah, Avengers Campus looks like a copy and paste because I remember I was upset because I was like, we, I just want us to have like a thing that like others don't have. But I right. get because Avengers is such a moneymaker, like the Marvel Universe is such a money moneymaker. So they want to draw those people in. And but Star Wars, like Galaxy's Edge is another one of those where like, okay, so now we're going to have it at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and now also Disneyland Paris. Like that just seems like whew, a lot. Seems like a lot. Do remember that they had announced the three of them? They had announced Marvel, Frozen, and Star Wars each as their own separate lands, lands. like full-on lands. Yeah. yeah. My like, I don't. Before I get anyone that pops into my DMs, I don't mind because I get that not everyone gets to travel to all the different parks. Like, I totally get some people won't be able to come and experience Galaxy's Edge in the U.S. So it is nice that they're going to totally. have that in a in an international park. So it, it more frustrates me between Disney World and Disneyland, but like that's just my own soapbox, and I can. No, I totally yeah. agree with you. I totally agree. Yeah, with you. you get me. You get me. So, <laughs> so there, where there was about, I think I said twenty-eight ride attractions at the Disneyland Park at Paris. There is about ten in this one, and that that this is literally just talking like queues, 
sitting on a ride, getting buckled in, going on. There's a lot more attractions yeah. and experiences. But so, like, what Cammie was saying earlier, there's the Crush Coaster, which looks so cool. I want to write it's that so bad. It's so good. Okay, let me describe Crush Coaster really fast. You know how in Disneyland you have the submarines and it's awful yes. and everybody hates them and you're trapped in with like a thousand people. Yes, right on your face. lap. Yes, just the worst. Yeah. Um, they have the same like story and projections. There are slower parts of the roller coaster where you're watching the like story unfold of Finding Nemo. But then when you're riding the EAC, you're like shooting around this roller coaster. And it's one where the, how do you describe it? there's a ride here in like a, a an amusement park in Utah that I could like liken it to <laughs> but um it has like a a car like rotates 360 degrees almost oh, as so you're riding kind like, like of like Cosmic Rewind I've never ridden Cosmic oh, Rewind oh girl you gotta ride Cosmic Rewind no I know I know <laughs> but yeah sure if Cosmic Rewind is like that then yes. yes yeah yeah okay um but you're like going through the EAC and, and it's awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like an anglerfish above you. And you're like, whoa, that's terrifying. <laughs> anyway, it's adorable. I love Crush's Coaster so much. And it's inside and it's dark. So it kind of gives, it's not as dark as like Space Mountain, but it like, it kind of gives dark ride vibes mm-hmm. with like an inside roller coaster. Oh, it's that's super cool. Fun. That's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then do they still, I was getting mixed reports. Do they still have the studio tram tour there or is that gone? <laughs> The last time I was there, they did. Okay. So it could be when gone, but it was. When went yeah. Disney themed at all studio tram tour about like, here's how they do special effects in movies. And very weird. And like the biggest moment of the ride is like, you're sitting on it and there's like an earthquake or something. And then water shoots down like over top of the tram that you're on from this like mountain cascade. And then there's pyrotechnics and fire. And it's all very cool. That was the first time I wrote it. The second time they have it themed as cars because it's like by cars okay cars ride so it's mater and he's taking you through all of these various weird roadside attractions on route 66 so it's like here's the biggest ball of twine or like (laughs) anyway all these weird little things that you're traveling through with mater narrating at you and then you come up to the like the special effects part and there's a um dynaco like oil truck that's stuck and there's an earthquake and whatever it's the whole thing Mm, interesting Uh, so they put like cars overlay on it essentially i don't know if that still exists though i'm gonna try to see if find if i can find it on their website and if they still have it or if they're i wouldn't be surprised honestly because it takes up so much in the park if they yanked that out and that's where frozen or star wars is gonna end up so and then they also have the slinky dog zigzag which is yeah and then the parachute drop which is that kind of like jumping jellyfish Okay, yeah, but it's the Toy Story uh, version. Uh, green soldiers, okay, yeah, yeah. the Green Army men. And then they have an RC racer, which is also yeah. cars theme. Um, no, no, RC racer is Toy Story. Oh, you know that little RC right, car that right. Buzz yeah, and yeah, yeah. Woody ride on. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh honestly, it's like that on a half pipe, like you know any kind of like <laughs> tidal wave boat ride. Yeah, it's that, but you're in the RC racer, and he's like going up and down on a half pipe. So it's what it's it's a thrill ride. It's fun. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and those three, Slinky Dog, Parachute, and RC Racer, those are also at Hong Kong Disney as well. So not repeated from a U.S. park, but it is in another international park. And then rides that they have that are similar, they have Remy's Tower of Terror, which is just the, uh, the, is it still called Tower of Terror, but is it any different than ours? I think it's the same, too. Same Tower of Terror. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's Twilight Zone. It's the, like, the actors and the little girl that are waving at you. Scary. Scary. 
Yes. And so that's on Hollywood Boulevard. So that's where it's, like this really ties into Disney World's Hollywood Studios. And then they also mm-hmm. have like the Aladdin carpet ride and Web Slingers. Yep. But it's a different name yeah. than Web Slingers. Yeah, I think they call it Spider-Man Adventure. Yeah, like Web that. Adventure. So, yeah. I, don't, I, I haven't seen it. So I, I don't know how similar or different it is. But yeah, they have Ratatouille Adventure. I think this was the first place that had the Ratatouille. Oh, really? Maybe I'm wrong. I remember riding it. Before it was out at Epcot? I think so. I think it was probably 2015 that I wrote it. Oh, wow. That's wild. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. When did Ratatouille even come out? Oh, uh, girl. Uh, numbers. I don't know. It was 2007. So, yeah. I think I, I think I rode that ride in 2015. Oh, wow. That's cool. That yeah. would be cool. It's a fun if one. If we, we took a ride from uh, International yeah. Park. <laughs> that's funny. You suck, Paris. We're stealing yeah. your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then very similar to our home parks here in the U.S., they do have... Halloween time parties and also Christmas time parties. So very similar. I think something that a lot of people know a lot about are the drone shows at Disneyland Paris. Oh my gosh. The drone show, I think, set a precedent for, this is another example of Disney figuring something out before the rest of the world does. And now the rest of the world is now copying what Disney has done. That drone show, have you watched the whole thing on YouTube? No, so here's the thing, Cammy. I'm real weird. I will not watch anything and until after I've already been there. I want I want some sliver of like experiencing it for the first time. Even if I do all my research about it, I want to still experience it for the first time without watching it. Be as much of a purist about that yeah. as you want. I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have not watched the full thing, but I have watched a lot of TikToks about That's... it and it seems wild. Yeah. But, like, I feel like Disneyland Paris has consistently had really incredible oh, shows. the parades look oh so yeah. cool. They really go, sorry, I just drank water as I was talking to you, <laughs> so I'm sure you heard that little gulp. Feel free to edit that out or not. Keep it in. Keep it in. It's in, now an ASMR podcast. In, You're welcome. In true mouse debater form. We'll keep it in. Yeah. Anyway, the thing I was going to say about Disneyland Paris shows, they had... I don't think they have it anymore, but it's one of those ones that they sometimes bring back for like, they brought it back for the 30th anniversary. Um, they had a fireworks show called Disney Dreams. Okay. And it was, it still is to this day, the most beautiful Disney fireworks show I've ever seen. Typical Disney fireworks show. I mean, they do like fireworks and mist screens and lasers and like water fountains and fire and all the stuff. Yeah. Projections on the castle. Oh, yeah. But it's awesome. The The premise of it is like Pan has lost his shadow and the shadow has like bumped into the second star on the right and all of the magic and pixie dust is spilling out of the star oh. and they have to like gather it back. <laughs> and there's a uh, hook comes in to fight them. And then anyway, but they play very Parisian, very French mm-hmm. stuff. And then for some reason, Aladdin's in there. I don't know why, but it's cute. <laughs> they do like the genie comes out and sings Friend Like Me and like all the projections on the castle are very crazy. Yeah. Um, but then it goes dark and they have castle is this like single gorgeous stained glass rose window. <gasps> and then the music starts playing and it's out there from the hunchback of Notre Dame. And they have projections of Quasimodo, like swinging on the projections on the castle. So it's like, look, here's the thing. To actual architecture. Here's the thing. You mouse debaters really love the hunchback of notre dame we do and i'm gonna wait until i'm on your podcast one day to share how i feel about it i literally (laughs) i literally have a note on my phone with every time you guys bring it up just like write down your point and then i have my point (laughs) i'm like one day 
I will hijack this episode. <laughs> know that Brittany might never speak to you I, again. For real. That girl. Hunchback is like, loves, it's a literal, like, spiritual experience for her. She loves it. I'm like, oh, she no. She loves it. Oh, no. Yeah. But I will say it is very emotional when they have, like, when you're in Paris and they play the, like, yes. they're projecting mm-hmm. Notre Dame and you're just hearing this beautiful. Anyway, it's so lovely. Yes. And then they do some, like, Lion King and they have some, um, brave in this show they they do the like touch the sky song from brave anyway but then it ends with um second star to the right from peter pan and then this really beautiful song in french that i don't even know what it's called but it's super beautiful they're not showing this show anymore so the chances of you seeing it are rare so you should look it up okay on youtube because it really is like it's so good okay i'll i'll watch that one on youtube i'll do that one yeah after this okay do a link directly yeah. send me the link. right after this yes <laughs> awesome okay so that's pretty much the parks in a nutshell unless i missed anything but what are your like do not miss if you're going to disneyland paris for your one and only time yeah i i would say for sure see the dragon mm-hmm. like, nowhere else are you gonna see a dragon under the castle true um for sure do phantom manor because it's so different from every other haunted mansion i feel like they handle the storytelling um really well uh and then i don't know i think dining very much yeah i think it's getting better even in the last like two years since i've been there okay what three years almost no two years two years it was october 21 that i was there so um when i was there the first times like 2015 there were no snacks. There were no, like, oh no. It's not Disneyland America yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they maybe had like a crepe stand and then they had like pre bagged like popcorn and cotton candy stands, but that, that was about it. I think now they have things like you can get Mickey shaped like beignets and, you know, mm-hmm. things, but I, I, it's still not on the level as we would expect. Okay. Um, from Disneyland America. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that being said, they do have like an outside, like downtown Disney type place where they have like chain restaurants and whatever. Okay. We would usually just eat outside of the parks in the like downtown Disney. They have like a McDonald's, they have like a Starbucks, like they've got stuff. But again, we were going real budget on these trips. So we weren't like making the dining reservation and like doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I did go one time though for my friend's birthday. Uh, the last time I went and we did the dining reservation and we ate at Shea Remy in their area where they have the Ratatouille, right? Okay. And that restaurant is so cute. The premise is that like you go into Remy's restaurant, Shea Remy, but it's like when he's like hosting the like restaurant for the rats, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And so you, you're like shrunk down to rat size. So a massive bottle cap is the back of your booth. Or oh, they, like that's cool. the lighting is like Christmas lights stuck through a massive colander like strainer thing, but it's like, yeah, you're rat size, so it's like all these big oversized like matchbooks and all these. Yeah. Anyway, it's very adorable. Oh, I love that. They've handled it really, really well, and the food was awesome. Like it's you can order ratatouille really and eat it, and it was legit. And they have some pastas and things. So yeah, I would say if you're only going to Disneyland Paris once, you have to eat at Remy's restaurant. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, because I actually, yeah. so I told you I posted on my stories earlier today a bunch of, dis- or I asked if people had questions about Disneyland Paris, and I called you a Disneyland Paris expert, so. Oh, I would not say I'm an expert <laughs> by any means, but I have been there multiple times. Yes, a lot. So <laughs> there was a few questions. 
I wanted to ask, I've heard that the cigarette smoke is really bad because people are able to smoke anywhere in the parks. Is that true? Um, yes and no. Okay. Here's here's how I would say it. They do have designated like smoking areas in the parks. Okay. Uh, whether or not people hold to that <laughs> is different. <laughs> True. so i would say it's not at least when i was last there it wasn't necessarily cigarette smoke that was the problem but it was like vaping oh. like people were vaping all over the place which still is like i mean it's not like a whiff of cigarette smoke in your face but it's like a strawberry scented cloud that could still be bad for my lungs yes. and my kids <laughs> yeah. like don't do this like a bigger culture of smoking in europe anyway and like in france in particular so just be that I was a little more acclimated oh. to like smoking in public places than I would have been previous like, but I I yeah. didn't ever recognize it being like a massive problem yeah. like it, it's not something I would like be complaining about yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah and the, it may have been like mildly annoying but oh, okay that's a good point that. yeah and then along with that I've also heard that it just smells and I think this okay so I've spent actually two weeks in France my mom and I drove from like literally like Bayou down to Saint-Tropez like we intimate we intimately know the French roads the fact that they don't have normal street signs and their street signs are plastered to the side of buildings okay I know this very well (laughs) (laughs) I got lost many a times in France but um a lot of people and these were some of the questions is people are people really as rude as the stereotype suggests do the French actually like smell and that's what I've heard about Disneyland Paris also my experience in France I had nothing but amazing amazing experiences with the French people I would say the Parisians sometimes were a little bit more curt and blunt than they were in like Bayou or down in Marseille so I was wondering did you notice any of that because it's so close to Paris and paper? Do you think it's, it's still such a mixture of people that are going to Disneyland Paris that that stereotype doesn't hold? Yeah, I think it's, it's just a cultural divide. I don't think it's necessarily rude. Like I don't, I wouldn't say that people are being rude and standoffish to you, but there's definitely not a culture of like, even among the cast members, I wouldn't say it's like a massive smile. Hey, how are you today? Tell me about your day. Like I love your outfit. It's not that level of Disney okay member experience and that's what we come to expect yeah that's a great way to put it it's a cult it's a difference in culture it's a cultural Mm -hmm. difference yeah and i i would argue that people from europe that are coming over to disneyland in california are like why are these people so in my face friendly like Like, it feels so fake leave me alone yeah 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 yeah, it's off-putting because it feels fake to them Mm -hmm. so yeah they they feel equally weird about like you're overly friendly and overly happy and it's really like (laughs) on my nerves yeah um it's just a cultural divide so i I think as long as you understand that they're not meaning to be rude, it's just less of a like overly bubbly, flamboyantly like excited to see you. Oh yeah. <laughs> then you can understand sense. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a cultural thing. So it's a little more chill there, but if you sit down and have a chat with a cast member, you know, they're going to be friendly and talk to you. I think they're still, they're still friendly. The cast members will still talk to you and stuff, but there's definitely less of like a smile and wave at people because they're wearing the same outfit as you how fun yeah okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense okay slower down to read on instagram asks if it's cringy to wear ears at dlp absolutely not okay nope nope they they sell ears they have the t-shirts and the full thing there's less of a culture of like there's not like lounge fly backpacks and whatever but definitely there's ears you can find them in like the 
nearby like gas station like it's it's all over the place okay yeah. okay yeah and then okay so brie from brianna's fairy tale asked and we've kind of talked about this she said is the food actually as bad as everyone says i only hear bad things <laughs> yeah i mean it was really bad at first it's i i would say it's getting a lot better like i think supposedly now in walt disney studios they have this magnum ice cream bar like make your own ice cream bar creation Ooh. thing where you can like put all kinds of toppings and whatever and anyway so they have they're starting to have things like you can get mickey shaped waffles and whatever but yeah i would still say it's it's not like how the u.s does it certainly yeah okay and then a lot of people are asking can you do the park in a single day if you're if that's the only thing you can do is it worth it or do you need to stay longer um one day I would say oof, that's so hard because I feel like all of the unique stuff is in Walt Disney Studios but if you have one day I'd say do Disneyland yeah oof, I would say two days bare minimum if you really want to have the experience if you just only have one day and you still want to try it and you're not mad about like missing out on all of the really unique things that are there then yeah go 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 there for a day yeah <laughs> why not yeah if you're there might as well do it if you're there and you like Disney stuff just hit it yeah. up but yeah I think It'd be hard to get it all all done in even two days, honestly. Yeah, that yeah, that's it's that's kind of like the question that people get, like I get as a travel agent for Disneyland in California yeah. is like, can you do it in one day? It's like yes, but you're gonna you can you can, but like you'll miss stuff. You're gonna have to sacrifice something, right? Especially well, and yeah. who are you traveling with? Do you have small kids? Yeah, gonna need to take breaks. Like yeah. yeah. If it's just two adults, like, wanting to run through everything and do single rider and, like, you know, then you'll be fine. Yeah. But you will you still won't see everything. Okay, and that's, you just brought up a good point. So they do have single rider options there, too? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they did. Yeah. I, remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I'm lying, <laughs> but I, I thought they did. It's been I'm not an expert. You are the I'm not expert. an expert. I'm just on a podcast about it. <laughs> okay, so Melf. Um, the magical RN, she asked, does the language barrier dull the magic? Honestly, no. Um, they do a really, really good job of handling it. Like in the fireworks show that I was talking about, mm -hmm. Disney Dreams, everything Peter Pan says is in French, but then Wendy responds to him. So like, he'll say something in French and she's like, that's a great idea, Peter. I think we should see if we can restore the magic to the star. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's like they're having a conversation, but essentially she's saying the exact same thing to include um, everyone they handle it really well mm -hmm. yeah yeah or they have like uh it, when you're doing buzz light your astro blaster like buzz will be speaking in french but then if you give it long enough then he'll like also speak in english just depends on if you happen to be queuing in that area oh, when he's yeah. speaking that language you know what i mean i don't think it does the experience i think they do an awesome job handling it and making sure that it like enhances mm -hmm. the experience yeah and elisa also asked if like everything in the is french at the parks but i think it's pretty from just like you know, the TikToks and the reels that I've seen, mm -hmm. it, like everything's, if it's in signs, it's in French, but it's also in English underneath. English, yeah. yep. French, English. And I think they also have Spanish uh, oh. because a lot of people from Spain. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Come over as well. Yeah. And, so I think it's the three of them. And what's really nice is English is the like common, what what's the right term? Oh, like yeah. the common language. Everybody speaks English. Yeah. yeah. De facto across Europe, like anywhere you go, people are going to speak speaking like yeah unless you're in some like super remote part of like i don't know iceland and yeah whatever but like if you're going to a world city they're gonna speak the, yeah they're probably going to want to speak english to you instead of listen to you absolutely yeah Try i to try speak. to order things in french and they're like that's so cute that you're trying <laughs> <laughs> thanks for trying thanks. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
And then Johnny wanted to say, no question, but please pass along how great it is to have them back. They were missed. Yay. Johnny, we love you. Thank you. Johnny is like our biggest supporter. No. And just the nicest. I am. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm just kidding. First Hannah, then Johnny. No, Johnny is the biggest cheerleader. Just the the actual, like, Disney cast member, like, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Like, welcome to this space. Just the best. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Johnny is a 10 out of 10. He's awesome. But yeah. He, yeah. Like I told you earlier, we were, when you guys came back for season two, we were just texting each other back and forth. Like, it's happening. I'm like, we're so excited. <laughs> okay. Well, tell people where they can find you on the internet. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. three. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you can find my podcast on Spotify. I say my podcast. There's three of us. It's me and Luke and Brittany. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Music. It's Mouse Debaters. Um, or we are on Instagram, Mouse Debaters. So M-O-U-S-E-D-E-B-A-T-E-R-S. It's because we debate Mickey Mouse stuff. Yes. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> Joke. We did it on purpose. Yeah, that's th- the kind of podcast we are. Yeah. That, that's why this was take three, because I was not saying it correctly. It's perfect. I didn't do it right. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we hope you have a great week. Mm